Hello everyone. Before we start today, I wanted to throw a little disclaimer out there. This show will talk pretty much exclusively about the Jared Porter situation. Jared Porter, now the former GM for the New York Mets. It's going to feature some discussions where I talk about sexually explicit text messages. I'm going to discuss sexual harassment. You know, this is this is not something I I love talking about at all or like talking about. This is meant to be a fun, entertaining baseball podcast, but sometimes you need to talk about what's right as opposed to what's fun. And I'm putting the warning out there for people who one may just not want to hear about some of the subject matter. I understand that. Or two, if you have gone through similar experiences and may be triggered by some of these discussions, I wanted to put that disclaimer out there because I don't want what I talk about here to make anyone triggered or uncomfortable. So now that that warning is out of the way, let's move on with the show. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Tuesday, January 19th. Yes, this is a Tuesday show. The news that broke last night was something that uh, really had kind of an impact on me and uh, something I'm very uh, passionate about, and it's news that I wanted to discuss today. I didn't want to wait another day to talk about it. I didn't want to wait for this thing to maybe fizzle out, though I I don't think it's really going anywhere. The next show after this will be Friday. I'll take two days off, then we'll get back to regularly scheduled programming. So just a little program note for you, but we are doing a show right now here on Tuesday. The big news that will likely take up this entire program is that last night, Jeff Pass and Amina Kimes dropped a piece on ESPN. Former New York Mets general manager Jared Porter had sent explicit text messages to a foreign female reporter in 2016. These texts included a picture of his erect penis. At this time, it does need to be noted that Porter did not work for the New York Mets, and since all of this has gone down, the Mets have acted swiftly, and Jared Porter is no longer employed, and I, I give the Mets a lot of credit for that. If there's any good to come out of this terrible story, it's that I think Steve Cohen, I think he's a man of his word, honestly. I think he's he's true to maintaining a good culture there in Queens, and they found out about this, and they let him go, and this was something that it's understandable how a front office could not know about this to kind of bring a Detroit connection into this. Several years ago, Matt Patricia was hired as the head coach by the Detroit Lions, and several months after he was hired, uh, a piece broke that he had been accused of sexual assault. I think it was about 20-something years ago or when he was in college, I believe. And that's the type of thing where if you just do a basic background check, you can find out about something like that, especially if you're a professional organization making such a big move as hiring a head coach. This, what what Jared Porter did, is not something that you could have found out about through a background check, really. This was something that these journalists knew about, and once Steve Cohen discovered this news, he acted swiftly and fired Porter, I believe it was eight, nine hours after the story broke, probably would have been earlier, but they waited until this morning to do so. So if there's any good to come out of it, I give the Mets credit for acting quickly and firing the guy. Now, I am a guy. Shocking, I know. And when I hear a story like this about potential sexual misconduct, I I try to come into it with an open mind. And I, I desperately hope every time I read one of these that I come out of it and it can find a way in some aspect to defend the dude. 
Not this time, and pretty much not ever. Pretty much every time it ends with the, the dude doing something horribly disgusting and completely indefensible. But like, what I look for with a story like this, first off, is, is context. Because I think very often, especially when it's a text between a man and a woman, you could pluck any random text that anyone has sent over a period of time, take it out of context, and make them look like a moron. And if this were a conversation between two consenting adults who are into each other, exchanging sexually explicit text messages, and it ended with him sending a picture of his hog, and then that picture ended up getting leaked, I'd, I'd come on here and say that's unfair. But you go through this article, and you go through these text messages, there isn't a single inclination that this woman was interested, she didn't respond, and he proceeded to send 63 consecutive text messages without a response, ending with him sending a picture of his penis. I mean, that is so, I, like, uh, not even within the realm of sanity. Like, how dumb can you be? So right away, context, I think Kimes and Passon did a good job. They laid everything out on the line. It, this thing was completely in context. There's no way that you can twist what this guy did or what this guy said. The other thing I do look for is uh, passage of time. I have said many times that I live under the belief that over long stretches of time, people can change. And if this was something that happened, there, there's never a reason or a good excuse why someone should send an unsolicited dick pic, ever, period. And I apologize for that language, it actually, it slipped out, I'm sorry. But, there's no excuse for it, at all. But Jared Porter is 41 as of the time of this recording, and had it have turned out that when he was 18, in a, a freshman in college, he sent a picture of his junk, that would be indefensible, it'd be awful, it'd be completely inappropriate behavior. I would also say that I feel like he's probably learned from that experience and moved on. The part of the reason, that that's part of growing up, like between the ages of 13 and I don't know, probably by the time you're like out of college, that's what mistakes are for, right? So you can learn from them. This wasn't a mistake. I mean, this was so egregious and aggressive and not to mention it didn't happen when he was at that kind of formative age. He was 36, 36 years old. You're not some dumb, drunk frat boy. You're an adult. You work within a baseball organization. Grow up. Any possibility of defending this dude is completely thrown out the window. Completely thrown out the window. The article did a great job of explaining why. It allowed the readers to form their own judgment. And there's not a single sane person out there today that read that and said that it was anybody's fault other than Jared Porter. And guess what? Now he's out of a job. And I also need to note that this woman, who was a foreign reporter, has since left the journalism industry, and she chose to remain anonymous, so who knows completely what her story is, but I guarantee one of the big reasons why she left was because of this. A person's livelihood, what someone was passionate about, what someone loved, has been deprived, has been taken away, has been ruined because of how one person acted, because one person chose to act extremely inappropriately. That's terrible. That's, that's like, that's so sad. I can't even put it into words how sad that is. Because you, you come across a person who's passionate. Being passionate about journalism or sports journalism, it's just a different breed. There's no one who's blasé about that stuff. If you're into it, you are into it 100%. And that kind of joy that came with that doing that job was taken away from her by a guy who was abusing power and harassing and just being downright a completely scummy dude. AFC and NFC championship games are set. College basketball in full swing. My Michigan Wolverines in the thick of things in the Big 
10 championship race. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust if you're betting on games, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. One of the many reasons why this bothers me so much, and I, I'm going to open up here a little bit, but I think that this is important subject matter, quite frankly. One of the reasons why this bothers me so much, I've been open over the last five so years about how I am on the autism spectrum, and this summer will be five years since I found out that I was, and I, it had been something that had been brought up to me by peers and family members before that I may be on there, and I guess I spent a whole lot of my life denying it, and then eventually I just kind of gave in and went in, got tested, and found out, yeah, I'm, I was on the spectrum, and the reason I'm so passionate about this is that growing up, I was someone who didn't have a filter. That's one of the problems that comes with being on the spectrum is you don't pick up on social cues. And I, I had a lot of times like growing up where my parents would say, Chris, you can't say this. That's inappropriate. You can't do that. That's wrong. And I wouldn't understand that. And I would have people come to me and say, Chris, I think when you did this, you might have made a person uncomfortable. And I never wanted to. I never wanted to hurt people. I never wanted to say things that made people uncomfortable. And and I knew and that they won't admit to this, but I knew growing up that my parents were, were scared that I wouldn't be able to maintain uh, a solid uh, job because they felt like my, my inability to read the room uh, may, may get me into some trouble. And it scared them. And I think sometimes it, it, it still scares them. And I've spent the last five years working my butt off, finding that filter understanding when to talk and when to listen, when something is right and when something is wrong, when to be aggressive and when to be passive. And I learned that at a much younger age. I was 21 years old when I learned how to be an adult. And you got this guy, 36 years old, in a job that so many people would kill to have part of a baseball organization on top of the world acting like an, like a, just a complete moron. 13 years to the day tomorrow will be the 13-year anniversary of the first video I ever uploaded 
to YouTube. The first video I ever uploaded anywhere was a, a movie review of the film Cloverfield. And that guy in that video at 13, anxious, scared, even at that age, un- uncertain about the future, that guy wouldn't recognize the guy who's talking to you right now. And you know what? That's a good thing because that means at some point in my, in my life, multiple points, I looked myself in the mirror. And you look at what's happening with a guy like Jared Porter. This behavior is a prime example of a guy who never looked himself in the mirror, who never came to terms with his mistakes, who never learned from those mistakes, who never put in the effort to fix himself. That's the thing. There's always, if this guy felt like he was an addict or had a problem, there was always help out there. I've been in therapy since I was in first grade. You can fix yourself. But he didn't care. He, 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 he preferred to stay in that little bubble and abuse power and just be a scumbag. And that's where I have no sympathy for the guy. And, and the, the older I get, the more angry it makes me. This may surprise some people, but I do have female friends. I have female friends that work in, in the journalism industry. I have female friends who are, who are sideline reporters, who are broadcasters. And the idea of something like this happening to one of them, like I'm not a violent person, but if that were to happen, like it would be the kind of thing that would just make me want to take care of it myself. I truly believe that every person can learn from their mistakes, even the most severe mistakes. I know this because I've learned from mine. And what I've done is not nearly, my good Lord, is not even in the same ballpark compared to what this idiot's done. But even small or large mistakes, I think anyone can learn from them. And I do actually hope. And Because there's going to be a lot of people who want this guy dead, who believes that he should never work in baseball again. And look, that argument... That's a fair argument to have. I, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna debate that yet. I'm gonna wait for the dust to settle a little bit, then probably reevaluate whether or not this guy should have a job in baseball. But even if, even if it's not in baseball, I hope, despite the fact that he's 41 years old now, I hope that he realizes the error of his ways and learns from this. Honestly, he, this guy's got a whole lot of life yet left, and he spent the first half of it doing some really scummy things, some unforgivable things quite frankly. And there will be a whole lot of people who will never forgive him for going about things this way. And I, I don't blame him. I'm probably one of those people. I think this is probably falls under the category of unforgivable. But I, I think one of the reasons why movements like this exist, why Me Too and stuff like that exist, is it allows female voices to be heard, which is the most important thing, obviously. And then it allows people to reevaluate uh, how they conduct their, themselves around women. And last night, even in the, the Locked On host group chat, reading some of these stories, I'm not going to say who was, who was typing that stuff. It's, it's a private matter, but uh, this stuff is still prevalent. That's probably the scariest thing about this whole, I'm not going to call it an incident, but this whole scandal, is that uh, Jared Porter is not an anomaly. This stuff happens a lot and still happens. It happens at a local level. It happens on a national level. It happens on a worldwide level. Abuses of power, whether it be in the in the regular broadcasting industry, the sports broadcasting industry, the journalism industry, wherever, still happens. Sexual harassment still happens. Just because we had a movement like Me Too, which finally allowed for more women's voices to be heard, doesn't mean that stuff went away. And I know where this is going to lead to. It's going to lead to the one-star reviews. Chris is getting political. I warned you before the episode that this was going to happen. So don't say I didn't warn you about this. Don't, don't, come, in, don't come into my house 
soaked in rainwater and then complain when I told you there was going to be a storm. But this is the biggest story in baseball today. It's probably the biggest story of the offseason. And again, and this that's another reason to hate this guy, is how many offseasons in a row now where the biggest story hasn't been baseball? Last year was banging trash cans. Now it's some moron sending a picture of his hog after 63 consecutive unread uh, sexually explicit text messages. Moronic, man. And it's just, it's it's frustrating. It drives me nuts. So I apologize for the heavy subject matter, but this had to be talked about today. That will do it for today's show. Look, I the more I... The more time passes, I don't know if I'm ever going to come back to Twitter. I don't know if I'm ever going to make a video on that website ever again or send a tweet on that website ever again. But you can follow this show on Twitter, at Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a written positive five-star review of this program. I'm sure uh, opinions will be plentiful. I, But this one to me, unlike the stuff, because I'll, I'll say right now, and this will be my last point, I'll say right now, last summer when the George Floyd protests were going on, and I did an episode discussing that, uh, I... I do regret maybe isolating my audience. This is one of those things. Guess this is right or wrong. Either you're for the guy who sent a picture of his junk to a woman or you're against it. I don't think that this is, like, I don't think I'm really drawing a line in the sand here. I think this is pretty cut and dry, but maybe it's not. Again, if this episode bothered you or frustrated you, then I apologize, but it's stuff that's important to me and we will get back to having fun here on Friday. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Go Tigers.